I don't know. Have you seen TikTok? It's like so in right now to be queer. That's true. You are listening to The Jack Shit Show with Kelsey Henderson. I feel like if I record these in the morning, I should really be doing like vocal exercises. It's the first time I speak. (laughs) Good morning, my babies. I'm sorry we're running late this morning. I um, was trying to think of what I wanted to say to you this morning. Uh, I think most people know that I'm in Alberta and we have gone back into a state of emergency over COVID. We are the worst in Canada right now. I mean, is anyone really surprised we're a bunch of rednecks? But in saying that, man, it's just getting to be a lot. It's getting to be a lot. It's been a lot for the past year and a half. Um, We're not going to talk about COVID this whole episode. I promise it's actually a really good episode with my girlfriend, Lindell. Um, Lots of my favorite stories in here. But when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk to everyone about this morning, um, because my heart's just feeling, man, I'm just feeling a little heavy. Um, And I wanted to talk to you. This is kind of what I came up with. So before COVID started, I um, read this book called Tribe. I can link it in the show notes if you'd like to read it. It's very interesting. Um, But basically what it's talking about is um, like when there's natural disasters or big emergencies or, you know, when guys are in war together, it creates this sense of a tribe and everybody is brought together and protecting each other. And it like creates this camaraderie and people actually like, it's why people, when they come back from war, they, they say they miss war or, um, there's like this, these really interesting studies in it from the civilians of like world war one and two saying that they like actually missed war times because it brought everybody together so much. And this pandemic has done exactly the opposite. It's forced us all to be separated from one another. It's the further down this road we go, it's driving a wedge further and further between everyone. It's not look out for your neighbor. It's very much been and become look out for yourself. And because of that, there's just such a strong hate and frustration and just like, man, it's just, it's getting, it's getting really nasty. Um, the reason I was thinking about all this, besides the fact that we're kind of back into the state of emergency, Lucy, are you crying about it? I don't know if you can hear in the background, my dog is like crying while I'm talking about it. Um, so the reason I was thinking about this is, we like Lyndall and I do talk about the, in this episode um, the protests at the hospital. We get a little heated. The whole thing's not about COVID. I I do promise you that. I'm trying to stay away from it as much as I can, um, and I do hold those beliefs very strongly. That if you're protesting at a hospital, you can fuck off. Um, but the reason that I I started this podcast was because everybody was really lonely in COVID. And this was kind of my way to try and be 
your friend and your pal and your, um, it's a good word for it, just to hang out with you so you didn't feel so alone. And I'm really hoping that in listening to these conversations that I'm having with people, it's allowing you to see that we really do have more in common than we don't. I am trying really hard to bring this back around to us being, uh, man, like we need to look out for each other. We need to be on the same team, not opposite teams. And it, I get, I get if you don't want a vaccine or if you are for the vaccine, I, I totally understand both sides. I posted, um, a TikTok that I had seen. I'll post it again today, but I posted a TikTok that I'd seen. And it was basically this guy showing an example of you. There's so much information overload that you can back up whatever your point is with tons of information. And I, so I, I totally understand where both sides are coming from. I think what's getting lost is that it's okay to be on different pages and it's okay to have differing opinions. It's getting frustrating, but it's because we're all in such a state of like fight or flight and everybody is choosing fight. And I just, we got to stop. We got to stop. I want to encourage everybody. This is my this is my little <laughs> this is my little pep talk for your week. I don't care what side you're on. Can we not post about COVID this week? Can we like put our phones down and like just put positive stuff on the internet and out into the world? Can we please remember that if your neighbor's house is on fire, you're not going to think about whether they're vaccinated or not before you go and haul them out of there and try and help them to save their house? Can we go back to feeling like we have to be in this somewhat together then apart? Because it's getting, it's getting exhausting. It's exhausting for all of us. And please, if you want to protest the vaccines, if you want to protest the passports, whatever that may be, please, for the love of God, stay away from those hospitals because all the people inside those hospitals, I mean, listen, they, they are humans too and they're feeling just as frustrated as all of us are, but they don't have the choice of picking and choosing who they want to remain on good terms with. They just have to take care of everybody. They're taking care of everybody. And if there's anyone in the planet that doesn't deserve to have people screaming at them and spitting at them. And I know that sounds like an over-exaggeration, but unfortunately I'm friends, well, not unfortunately I'm friends with, but I'm friends with a lot of nurses who are unfortunately telling me that that's how they are being treated. And man, like we got to chill out. We got to chill out. You got to put on some new, some of that new, new ABBA, throw your phone across the room and just dance it out. Let's just go back to that. Okay. That's my, that's my pep talk. That's my pep talk this morning. Cause I just, man, it's, um, yeah, it's getting to be a lot. And like I said, I really hope that 
Um, these podcasts are a way for you to feel like you're having conversations with friends and feel like you are more connected to people than not. And, um, yeah, I should probably put some trigger warnings in this one. Um, cause like I said, we are going to talk very briefly about, um, COVID and we <laughs> were a little uh, aggro about it. Um, but I do also want to say that no matter what your stance is on that, as long as you're not at a hospital, outside a hospital protesting, I love you very much. Um, and I think there's a little bit of, I mean, there's some tea in this episode for sure. I think that uh, I left in the part where Lyndall briefs, briefly talks about um, wanting to unalive herself at some point. So... Again, let's just put a couple trigger warnings in here. I know this sounds like it's going to be a really serious and like <laughs> big, scary podcast, but it's not. It's actually a really fun one. So um, hopefully this is your escape for the week and please do something nice for somebody. And um, without further ado, here's me and Lyndall pocket size for you for the week. I was so nervous to do this. Why? Oh my God. Because it's like, it's such a like vulnerable thing to talk about. Yeah, totally. Not. Yeah. I'm sure you've got, I'm sure you've got some things to say. I've got some things to say. The girls got some things. The most part about this topic is like, I mean, you know, like since day one that we met that I was like a pretty not even pretty. I'm going to just, I'm like a, I'm a feminist, like true. And true. <laughs> That's an identity for me. It's, it's <laughs> being a feminist, being an intersectional feminist. Is What's intersectional feminist? Ooh. Okay. Well, what it was explained to me as without reading the definition. Yeah. Do that first. What does it t- mean to you? Is well, to me, what intersectional feminism means like fundamentally um, and to everybody, because it's, it's just an analytical framework is the term that as like Google pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a way to describe how different factors in your physical and non-physical existence intersect and create different levels of experience or like oppression. That okay. would be the more gloomy, sad part of it. Gloom. And it was explained by, um, oh, why am I forgetting her name? I actually need to Google it because I can't, I can't use this and not give her credit. Intersectional feminism. One second. Here we are just in class today. <laughs> Welcome to class. Welcome to class. Kimberly Crenshaw. Okay. What's so she actually described it. Kimberly Crenshaw. Okay. She described it as a road. So like you know, in driver's ed, when you're staring at that little screen that you have to get 80% on or you can't drive ever, <laughs> yes. you see like all those intersections crossing. Yeah. Well, okay. The best way I could describe it for myself would be like, I am queer. I have experienced poverty and I'm a woman. So there's a couple things on that highway that crossed to create a collision. Okay. And those things are what kind of dictate my experience of the world. So if those cars were all driving into each other, that'd be like a three car pile up. It's pretty rough. But if I was 
black transgendered sex worker experiencing poverty experiencing addiction and mental illness living in a queer body that's like six fucking cars driving right. into each other creating chaos right? right so like when you're this is this is the hot topic for cisgendered heterosexual white men they don't really get that like they don't have any car crashes happening in their life right everything runs pretty smoothly for them right because our system was designed by and for them right um women didn't get the right to vote till the 20th century Mm -hmm. so there's 20 full centuries of non-language happening right Mm -hmm. women aren't actually getting the ability to speak and to voice their opinions that was even worse if you're a woman of color Mm -hmm. because they like were stripped of their rights fundamentally and especially and uh, actually I'm trying to think of where to go with this now um queer like, yep. I don't know if you're familiar with the Stonewall riots. Uh, I am a little bit only because I listened to, they did an episode on my favorite murder. Oh, great. Yeah. Marsha P. Johnson, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Marsha P. Johnson. They did a whole episode on my favorite murder. So I do actually know about the Stonewall riots. It is a fascinating, fascinating time of life. And that's where it comes down to. Like you can't fight war with more war. You can really only fight it with peace. And like pride is not a violent protest, but it still is a protest. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be a collaborative effort for people to come together who different experience like different levels of intersectionality and various levels of oppression in society to find fun and love. And often there's just a lot of like dancing and music. It's a really good time. Mm-hmm. But Marcia we're P. going Johnson, into we're going into pride right now, aren't we? No, pride. Well, okay. So, like a lot of cities, so we're at the end of August in 2021. A lot of cities are going to do it now because of COVID restrictions. Got it. Because I was wondering about that. I was like, this seems like because they're setting up lots of stuff here in Calgary, um, like lots of like art installations and stuff like that. And I was like, this doesn't seem like the same time as all the rest of the times. I don't, I don't actually know when Pride is. But I'm like, I, cause I, well, I mean, yeah, like I just don't know when it is. I've never been to, I always want to go to one, but I, I've never been to a pride parade or anything like that. Not that I'm not an ally from a peeps, but oh God, you're always welcome. But I know what I just never do because I'm always, you know, working or whatever. But I was like, this doesn't seem like it's the normal time of pride. But I noticed all the the prideful time of year. I thought it was not the prideful time. (laughs) This is not the time. It's it's because I think like without pride, a lot of especially like really young queer and transgendered folks like they don't have outlets a lot of the time. Like as much as I want to like drop everything right now and move to Vancouver because of literally three days I spent at pride being the, probably the best three days of my entire life. (laughs) I know for a fact that like there needs to be community built in every single city in Canada. Yes. And so it's important that it still happens, but like pride is a celebration of love and it was born out of a lot of violence and a lot Mm -hmm. of hate and so stonewall was a riot that happened you you know about it let's um, talk about it though because lots of people have never heard about it so tell me the tell me about stonewall a little bit okay yeah so we're gonna start with I yeah, think I'd have P. to Johnson look it up was too, the to be best honest. person. I need to look up the timing of it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hello. It was 1969. Of course. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah. It was the gay <laughs> liberation movement in the United States. So it took place between June 28th and July 3rd in 1969. 
And it was actually at the Stonewall Inn, which is in the Greenwich Village in New York. It was a popular like, a, like it was like a super bar. cool gay bar, was it not? Yeah, yeah. like it was like, it was like one of the that OG was like some gay leather bars. gay shit, like underground. Yeah. But it was also um, a space where people were just safe to be themselves. Yes. So Marsha P. Johnson was a black transgendered woman who was also a sex worker, and it's really important that. The, the predominant issue that I see getting erased out of this narrative is actually the sex worker mm. rights movement because sex workers were the people that were fighting the hardest yeah. in the beginning for rights, especially transgender sex workers, especially transgender sex workers of color. Like it was really important for people. It's very important for people to recognize that narrative because it's still so erased. Yeah, because totally. society is like still not ready to deal with women essentially liberating themselves from capitalism. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think like, that look. too. And I, cause I think too, that a lot of the narrative around sex work is not necessarily always it's, I think it's becoming a more positive thing for mm-hmm. a lot of people, but I think that a lot of what we generally see as like a general public space when you see sex work is like the downtrodden and the people who are kind of forced to to do those things because they don't have another option, right? Like, because like if they're, you know, homeless or, um, you know, drug users or all those things. And so it just kind of created like this very sad narrative around sex work. I think just in the last little while, I think that's why I think like, I know for me, even personally, like I, I, you know, like think about OnlyFans, like OnlyFans blew the fuck up over COVID, especially those are things where it's like positive and people are trying to make it more safe and all those things. I think as a general umbrella, we see the lens of sex work as very, um, depressing to put it bluntly. Like, so I think that's where that comes from for sure. Yeah. And like, it's important to remember that like survival sex work is mm-hmm. um, less than 20% of the sex work population. Is it really? So that's, that's crazy. Like, yeah. So to like me. the reason why OnlyFans took off is because all of those, I'm not going to say all because I am not in the sex work industry, but I'm yeah. a huge ally and a lot of my friends are in the sex work yeah. industry. Um, but the majority of people that were on the OnlyFans, like, like time and f- 15 minute of like rise we're yes. already doing street work totally or, like already doing house calls or like working in brothels or doing out calls or whatever yeah um they were already or dancing performing. or whatever yeah. exactly they're already performing uh various like esther perel calls it like the erotic capital mm-hmm. there's there's definitely a component to eroticism that's profitable and they were already in that margin of uh work it's yeah. uh, it's a part of the service industry and it should be protected just like waitressing and bartending. Yeah. Um, and they should have working compensation and workers' rights and benefits and time off and sick pay. And like there needs to be a huge change in just like the respect that people should be getting for that. That being said, like there are definitely women in the sex work industry. I use the term women. I shouldn't actually, because that's not the correct term. There's folks in the sex work industry, regardless of gender identity that are doing it, um, because they have no other option. Yeah. Um, and actually like this kind of ties into this, this actually does tie into like intersectionality and feminism because Mm -hmm. a lot of those folks are 
either coming out of addiction, which is like, I just couldn't even imagine being on the streets trying to like, Oh, it'd be terrible. Like trying to pay your bills, but like also pay for this like thing that's helping you numb all this pain from whatever you've experienced in your life. Mm -hmm. Also a large population of sex workers are indigenous and like they like the missing and murdered indigenous women movement right now happening in the lower mainland is just fucking sickening. Like there's don't worry. We got a whole episode coming up on it. Don't you worry. I won't even get into that because that's not my realm of expertise, but it's just a realm of like passion for me. I just, yeah, totally believe. Yeah. This, this is like, this is maybe just me speaking on how I feel about this, but I definitely would say that I resonate with ecofeminism as well. And like, I think the assault on like the land has a lot to do Mm. with society's visual and physical assault on Indigenous women because Mm. of, like, historical contexts of violence and colonialism Mm -hmm. coming in and taking whatever was available. Mm -hmm. Um, My sister interesting. Yeah, ecofeminism is a really cool little little part of feminism. (laughs) I would say that it is a part of the intersection. Like, the environment is Mm -hmm. fundamental to, I don't know, spiritual shit you could get into it it's like mother earth why do we call her that (laughs) (laughs) women are the embodiment of life Life givers baby they're the life givers and the life takers though yeah yeah like we we are all these there's like goddess culture talks a lot about um there's like this huge whitewashed version of it. There's no other way to say it. There's this whitewashed version. You can see her. She's like an Instagram model. She's got this long blonde hair. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. You do you girl. But it's like goddess culture looking at it theologically. Like most of the goddesses in history were like these, like really like they looked like demonic forces that were life giving and life taking. And they were like there to, make people fear them and but also respect them I think they did a really good job in uh although it was still a very whitewashed version of it but Game of Thrones my favorite character in that whole fucking show this is controversial was Queen Cersei I love her what the the crazy mom she was not crazy Everyone loved Daenerys. Everyone loved her. What happens? This is a spoiler. She know. fucking never, comes in and I'm lights not, the I whole city on fire. Girl killed that. everybody. Queen Cersei was genuinely, I genuinely think, trying to keep the peace. I mean, she was fucking time. her brother, so let's just... She was definitely doing some weird shit, but that's her personal. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have to care about what you do in the clothes. Like, yeah, your kink is your thing. Life. Like, I'm not going to kink shame you. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck, that's funny. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, I don't even know where we're going at this point. I'm just Neither ranting. Do I. That's okay. I love it. I love it. Do you want to talk about how we know each other a little bit? Definitely. <laughs> how do we know each other, Cass? How do we know each other, Linda? Oh my god. So back in the day, we were some we were some hot ass cactus girls. Peace and love towards the club. And love towards the club. (laughs) Love in this club only, please. Only love in this club, okay? (laughs) Only love in this club. The whole crew. Uh, the whole crew. We knew we got some good friends. We had some really good friends. We had a crew in there. Well, that was it for everybody who transferred over to the manor, I think. To transfer to the manor, like it's an application. <laughs> Did you transfer to the manor? So, so the then manor. we all dated <laughs> these guys that were all friends. And now I don't like, I think a lot of the guys are still friends, but we're all like 
all the girls are like ride or dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'll all be like have each other's backs forever. So the manor was great because it was like, well, I lived, I was the one who lived there. I lived there with five guys. You did live there. That's right. I was the queen of the (laughs) manor, the lady of the the manor. That's what we called me, the lady of the manor. And the French professor owned that property. She was a little cuckoo, but that's totally fine. She was an interesting woman. Yeah. She was interesting. She never woman. came around. So whatever. We used to have the biggest no. parties on the planet earth at that house. That, oh so god. this was like back Rangers. in the day. Oh my God. That was my crystal. Sorry. <laughs> Your crystal? It. I threw a crystal by accident. <laughs> Hold it to you dearly. Put in my bra. Um, there you go. So we used to have like the wild. This was like when all the boys were in university. So I lived in this house with five guys and we yeah. used to have the most wild and insane parties on the planet earth. Like to the point of like the grad do you remember the grad party and there's like 300 people in our front yard and that, that was sounds, amazing though it sounds like i'm exaggerating but i'm not no 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 cap that's no cap that was i is that what the kids say no cap that's, that was well, that's what the kids are saying these days okay no cap 300 people in our front yard absolutely easily like how, okay people. what's your rating on this podcast by the way like my star rating or like well five stars absolutely <laughs> baby but like what is your rating is it like are we doing pg content or can oh, i oh no just you can go r? you can go straight to r oh we're going to r right now because yeah, go. oh my god like people would just fuck in all the rooms in that place there was drugs going around everywhere yeah. like there was just like it we don't insane. even i don't even know any of the people the that rules, were there the rules in that house were no you rules could only do drugs in the bathroom because i didn't like i didn't want it anywhere near where the dogs could get into it that's fair the dog so that was the rule do- drugs in the bathroom only and i tried to get people to always not to always use these were my three rules because i was like you guys like please i live in this house now like people i'm like not kidding you like people peed down our chimney like yeah what was her name no we don't need to call her we don't need to call her out by name but she knows who she is and she knows what she She knows who she is girl you need to get it together girl don't pee down my chimney don't piss down people's chimneys i found that out like when we got home and i was i you and me worked that night you we walked home that night to your place. No, we were no, just no, no. Chill. Oh no, wasn't that? That night? was another night for sure. Oh, because there's so many nights. There's so many nights. Anyways, don't use all the my fucking glassware. That was another rule. I was like, use the fucking paper cups provided to you. Otherwise, I have to do seventeen outside. loads of cups in the morning. Oh, oh my god. I know. And like oh, helicopter, like the grad party with the three hundred people. Helicopters showed up. Don't you remember that? <laughs> are you sure it wasn't that just was your like friends? The first, that, no, are you sure it wasn't my friends rescuing me from the backcountry? Anyway, fucked up. <laughs> rescuing you from the party. <laughs> and they were rescuing me. Yeah, fly me out of this Go party. Go down a ladder. We need out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, it was Everyone wild times. Wild times. I actually loved that house oh, so much. And I, I am still very good friends with the boys that I lived with. Minus my ex, yeah. obviously. I well, like was fair. just hiking with all of them. Literally, that's why I got them lifted out of the back country. No, those week. boys were good. They were good yeah. people. Yeah, I love, I love all, I used to call that everybody was on a rotation. So I used to have only one or two of them home at a time. And I used to call them all my husbands and every husband they had were. a different duty. Like one they of did. them would come home and it would be like our week to be very healthy. And one of them would come home and it would be our week to like go to the gym. And like, uh, it was perfect. Yeah. I loved it, it so great. much. I loved you that You were house. 26 when you were living in that house, right? Uh, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's, I'm just trying to think. Okay, I'm 26 now. You're a baby. I, I'm a baby, but I'm not a baby. I baby. cannot imagine you living 26 years old, though. A lot of these guys were younger than you. Yeah, I'm a, I am always forever the grandma of this entire group. I you they were, were all it together. most of them are most of them are five yeah. like three to five years younger than me. So yeah, it was like were, everyone was like in their early twenties. The everyone was yeah. like in their early twenties. I would like come home and be like, I just want to go to bed. They'd be like, We're having a party. I'd be like, Okay. Other people show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that's not even an exaggeration though. Like some of the parties that happen at that place like and I too drive much. by that house and it looks like an abandoned I know I drive home. past it whenever I come home too and I'm like yeah. oh memories yeah seriously yeah fuck I but <sighs> I did love living in that house it was some of the happiest times of my life minus when I was trying to fight people because they were causing ruckuses I loved when you fought <laughs> Let's my get, favorite. I mean, let's get it. Let's get it. <sighs> let's not get it twisted. I never actually had to get in a fight because I'm too lippy. I would just yeah. threaten. This is why you have a podcast now called The Jack Shit Show. Little history about Kelsey. You give her Jack Daniels. She is talking shit. Like, literally, up. that's why. This is it's literally why. This is therapy for you yeah. now. I've <laughs> seen the pre-podcast Jack Shit Show, and that was next level. But I'm so happy for both of us. <laughs> I'm so happy for both of us. What if fucking somebody told me that there's so well, I was out for drinks with a couple of friends the other day. Yeah. And we were, there's like a like a whiskey and barbecue place here. Oh, Comrie Block. True. Mm-hmm. It's the best. So I was like Ugh. three picklebacks deep and like on my Perfect. like fourth sour. And Great. she asked me if her ex, she never met him, just know the stories, could you join just us. Don't need to oh how do we feel if so-and-so joins us and I looked at her and I fucking slammed my sour and I looked at her and I went bring him and she was like never mind and I was like bring him right now she was like no I think it's okay and I was like call him call him and tell him to fucking get over here and she was like if anybody ever needs me to go anyone this was like literally the rule in the house like if anyone ever needed me to go off like (laughs) a couple shots of jack we good I'm going yeah. Oops. I don't even know what I do when I drink. Do I just cry and black out and vomit? Yeah, that's Yeah, me. pretty much. I'm a crier and then I isolate. <laughs> uh, or I go on a sexual tear and like we can talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then before Lyndall dated one of my roommates at the manor. It was called test driving. Like I was He was test driving sure. a couple of the other roommates. Let's just put For it sure. up. Sure. Like it was just like a fun time. Yeah, like I didn't really know because I didn't really know you that well. That was like no, I like I knew that you like you worked with me at Cactus, but we never really worked together. Yeah. I don't even think. But then you started <laughs> hanging around, and I would like wake up and you'd be in my house, and I was like, the guys, we're just like, <laughs> how many of them did you do? Three? Oh my god, that's how are we? Gonna, yeah, it's more. Fine. No, I don't think so. I thought it was just the three. It's just the three. Third time's a charm. Yeah, she hit she hit the nail on the head on the third time. Yeah, I did. She wanted to be in the fam. She found her match. I found the match. You know what? This is the thing. Like, if a guy was doing that, what would we say? Literally. I, well, 
I mean, the funny part of it is that it was the roommates. It's not that you were doing it. It's that it's Actually, that it we was, all it was together. all very respectful. Yeah. I oh yeah. Like nobody had no a problem. Level. No. Exactly. It was totally I mean, fine. It was just do. fucking funny. It was just it's fucking funny. Just fucking fun. Yeah. Linda was having living. Linda was having hot girl summer, and then she got locked down. Okay, but my ex out of this crew of whoever is angel, dear, I still dear. Love, yeah, love, we love, love, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, Lindell's ex in the group. We fucking he never did did nobody dirty. He's. I hope best. he's a millionaire and yeah. has beautiful children and is yeah. super happy. And yeah. I hope his parents are doing so well. Yeah, we love them all. <laughs> I did get locked down, and then I was like, "Oh my god, I want to fuck women now. What do I do?" Yeah. Okay. So then let's <laughs> turn the fucking segue, and now I want to do the other one. Okay, so oh god, you when you guys broke up, you didn't right. come out like for a while after that. Like you, it was just the end. I didn't. No, I mean, like, hey, to be to be very respectful and honest, like the reason me and my ex broke up was not anything to do with like me having feelings for other people, yeah, or, like anything like that. It was just like I think he was like fundamentally one of my best friends, and like, yeah, he could he doesn't talk to me at all but he could literally call me and I would pick up kind of yeah like you know yeah totally so like such a good guy and I was just like you know what this is just like not really working like I just don't feel like we're maybe like not we're not growing in the same direction totally different goals can I just interject too the day that you broke up it was your birthday wasn't it it was my birthday okay so my birthday I make my decisions yeah so they break up (laughs) on Lyndall's birthday and we are all sitting at the house waiting for them to come back down off the mountain. They were like snowboarding that day. Uh, and we're which all I'm not good at. <laughs> we're all at the house, like whole fam. Like we've got probably like oh, we probably had like eight people at the house with birthday cake and dinner was all made and like we're like waiting for them to get home. And then we just get it. I think like Al walked into the room and he's like home with him. He I know you home. didn't. He probably walked in the door to the birthday surprise. I'm just visualizing this being like, sorry, like we're not together anymore. <laughs> we literally, no, no, card? because, because he texted, oh he God, texted down so to one of the other boys sometimes. first. He texted down and said, we just broke up. And we were like, hide everything. Put Tear the presents the away. Take the cake in the fucking fridge. Like we were all running around, like, take it down, take it down. I yeah. was, it was honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't funny then. Well, no, no. I'm not. It wasn't, funny it wasn't funny then people then it was still funny for me because I get, I laugh in awkward situations. So I was I like, <laughs> like, okay, like here we go. Anyways, I, just want to interject with that story because it's the fucking funniest thing that's ever happened. I was in a place in my life and like, Hey, we met when I was pretty young. Like I was like 21. So he was 26. I think. Yeah. I don't even remember our age difference now. Like he was like, I think he was like 25. He's about the same age as me. Yeah. Okay. So like we, yeah, I think like just being at that time of my life, I was in and out of a lot of relationships too. Like I'd never really just like been on my own and like, yeah. done a thing for myself and like yeah. explored and been whatever. But like looking back at that, I'm like, oh my God, that's the worst possible way to go about ending a relationship. Like realistically, it wouldn't have been the worst idea to just like breathe through it for the night, <laughs> talk about it in the morning. 
And I know, like, I am somebody who can't keep shit in. Like, no, you can't. You can't. I can't keep it in. If it's inside me, I need to just tell the world. Like, it's coming out. Honesty is probably my greatest gift, but my biggest flaw. (laughs) Like, it just is. Uh, Anyway, I just I'll never forget it as long as I live. As long as I live, like we're all sitting around, like waiting, like. Oh my God. just waiting for them to get the happy couple to come home we're like just kidding just kidding just kidding oh my god I, I it's fine it was totally fine it worked yeah, out for the okay. best in both you guys are not on bad terms it, you no, god, like no. no like I just met his new girlfriend she's friggin' lovely they're a much better compatibility than you two yes. are yeah he so it's we're I, good I kind of know her through the grapevine and I mm. was like oh that's great. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. It honestly awesome. is. I like watched them together, like when we were out hiking, and I was like, "This is nice. This is very nice." Like, yeah, because she can like see for me, like the nature thing for me is like I need to go isolate in the woods by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole grind up the mountain to conquer the the wilderness is like I'm just like so not about that. Like, uh, if I can get a if I can get a heli ride to the top and to the bottom, that's we good. Sick. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, like Hudson no, would steal you. Yeah, Hudson, I would have given up. I would have. I would have faked an injury. As <laughs> I would have well. been on the phone. Where's the helicopter? I'm collapsed right now. Don't even. <laughs> like the last time I went skiing was with him, with my ex. Shut up. Never go again. I don't That's love so it. Funny. I don't love That's it. But you know so what? So funny. You know Vagina. Really. Did- Okay, well, oh, I thought that's where we were gonna go with it. I thought that I was, was gonna, gonna be our say segue, s- like swimming, surfing, okay, yeah, diving deep, and like that's kind of a funny I mean, segue, but we can go to I it. mean, okay, it's a so double ed- ed- up- that's a double edged sword right there. We broke up a double edged something, <laughs> double ended something. Wow, all right, here we go. Um, here we go, baby. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk about let's be honest. Let's, let's be, be honest. honest. I would also like to preface this by saying I don't identify as a lesbian. I just say like I I'm was going to ask you because well, I was going to ask you what you were identifying as currently because I know that when you came out, you came out as bi, and I didn't yeah. know if that had changed or if you, that's where we're still at. Well, I did come out as bi, and it's still something I'm like pretty I resonate with to an extent, but I also like to me, and this is where my my knowledge is lacking because I know like bisexuality and like bio erasure happen a lot in the straight community hetero community, bio what the what's community. the second one? Oh, bio erasure it's like the experience of being bisexual is like basically negated by both the queer community and like Got heterosexual it. society yes i don't even know what to call the heteros we'll just the, call them that what's up straighties that's me yeah <laughs> hey what's up i it's tough because the I think straights the straights that would be a funny, like, uh, I don't know. Would it be a funny comedy? Probably. Would I watch it? 100%. It would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> we already it. have that on it. TV. We already have that on TV. It's called New Girl. It actually, oh, but it's so important. New Girl's so important. Okay, we I'm can talk about that at a different time. Well, but different, and that's a different tangent. That's, that's my life topic. with all these boys that we were just going off about. It really was. Truly. You truly. were Oh my God, that was some main character energy for sure. Thank you. It was, and it still is. Here you <laughs> Thank are. You. Thank you. Um, yeah, okay. So I identify as Pan because with up now, like my most recent ex, like they use they, them pronouns. They're not okay. binary. 
I'm not going to use their name on the podcast. No, no. Just because I haven't talked to them since our breakup. And I, yeah, because it was messy, have right? Permission. It was pretty messy. Yeah. It was really messy. But you know what? Like, that was my first queer relationship. And there's no excuse for, like, all the fucking arguing and bullshit that we went through together. Yeah. And, like, it was just a lot and we met like at a time in my life when I was trying to figure my sexuality out and they were trying to figure their gender out and like that comes that's to a, that's a lot of intersecting oh there's a lot of intersecting and you know what there's also like a lot of like shadow work and trauma shit that we both mm-hmm. had to deal with from our pasts that mm-hmm. had absolutely nothing to do with each other and yeah. like there's a part of me that hopes that they hear this one day. Cause I just want to like very much affirm that all the shit that I was experiencing had a lot more to do with mental health and like yeah. previous past trauma yeah. than anything really that happened in the relationship. Yeah. I mean, like we're going to call it out right now and I'm just going to be honest. Like they kissed their ex-girlfriend when I was in Europe. So there was like a little bit of, some I mean, going down. I mean, we don't Rude, love, we don't love to see broken. it. We don't, we don't love, love to see, see it. Like, we don't love to cheating, see it. my friend. That's rude. Yeah. <laughs> also, this girl was like always up in, always up in the business, always up mm-hmm. in the DMs. Mm-hmm. I got back from Europe. Here, we're gonna spill beans right now. Do I got it. Back from Europe, this girl showed up to my ex's house and wait, wait. screaming, banging on the door. Shut the fuck and up! I was like, "What's going on? Like, what the fuck's going on?" And my ex is like, "Panic, look, because they're about to get caught." They are about to get caught for the shit that they did when I was overseas. And like, I can hear her screaming at my ex in the driveway. And the one thing I catch up is, well, are you going to tell her? And as soon as I heard that, I just fucking went white, like ghost. Like, I was like, froze. I should have probably just left at that point. Yeah, but when you're in that situation, like that I've been in that situation oh. too, not exactly the same, but obviously, obviously, but like same but when different. you get in that situation, shit, you literally, yeah, literally, exactly. And and when you get in that situation, you think you're going to react one way or when you look back, you're like, I should have done this or I should have done this. But in the moment, you your body literally just paralyzes. You're I like, paralyzed. I don't know what to do right now. But also, like, I, like, when I fight, like, I'm such a screamer. I'm such a fucking mess when I fight. Like, I'm so yeah. loud and crying and anger and projecting all my shit onto people. And then mm-hmm. when people do that to me, it triggers me so much because of my own issue. Yeah. It's like a mirror to myself. And I'm like, fuck. So when I was there experiencing that with them and, like, this girl that showed up I was so frozen. And I just remember, like, they came back inside, like, very calmly. And I just <laughs> hear, like, <laughs> Like pulls Squeeze out the, driveway, the screech is like swerving out the way and I'm like oh my god I knew exactly what happened without having yeah. to be told yeah and like my ex tell me the story there's still a part of me I'm like how would that much of a reaction just be from a kiss like there is a little bit 100% like okay like we oh man that's the it's just heartbreaking like just the worst I it's can say true and true I've never cheated on anyone me neither not one time ever and nope. you know what I might one day. Who knows? Totally. (laughs) I don't know know what the fuck the future holds. Neither. But the truth is, like, morally speaking, like, I just couldn't do that to somebody. Never. When iTunes just start playing. Wow. (gasps) What are we listening to? Weird. Was it a sign from the universe? What is it playing? A song that reminds me. That's fucking crazy. Sorry, I gotta stop using the term crazy, but that felt crazy. (laughs) That was weird. Um. That's weird. That's That's wild. That's weird. (laughs> super wild 
Oh, it's I'll tell you a wild happening. one after. Cause I was going to say the sure. same thing. Like I, I've never cheated and I've been in the position. Obviously I think everybody's been in the position where you have the option to, if I'm with yeah. somebody else, it's not happening. Totally. Even if I'm already kind of mentally checked out with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never had that. <laughs> you know what? Not people, many people have, to be honest. This is what I'm saying. Okay. So also I remember when you were talking to me about being on this podcast, mm-hmm. how I started telling you that, okay, when my ex and I broke up, I went through like, I mean, we were on and off. We I'd say our worst like yeah. moment of done done was like June really like realistically looking at it if we both like this that, just it'll be better. just this past no, no, no last year oh, okay, okay. last year um but like I would say that but I think truly like our our relationship whatever it fucking was at that point like on and off just mess situationship ended in yeah totally a situationship ended in like January February okay right? So I was through that time I actually went to the hospital because hmm. I was suicidal Oh, and, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I'm still here. But I know, but I wish I knew so I could hug you. I didn't tell a lot of people. I reached out to Rowan. Yeah. She knew. Obviously. Um, just because I've just known her since childhood. So it's yeah, like, yeah. so easy to just and actually Alex Schuster. She oh, knew. Whoa. Friend of the friend of the pot. Friend of the friends, friend friend of all of our we're all friends here. Yeah. And I was like down fucking trotten like worst place I've ever been in my life mentally yeah and like we can definitely go into like all the fun explorative stuff I did when after me and Riley broke up which (laughs) I mean if you can put it together coming out is an interesting journey but after the breakup what I really feel like was the most motivationally like shifting for me was when I was on and off all these different medications with counselors like I went through like seven therapists to find the right one yeah I actually note to everyone don't get discouraged if you don't find the right one right away you actually just have to trust your gut like Mm -hmm. there's some weird ones out there Mm -hmm. which I remember messaging you about actually but there are also some really good ones but there's some ones that are there to really work with you like put you through the work but regardless Mm -hmm. what I actually noticed worked the best for me was microdosing so through that I've like started to I think I do it every couple of days and then I take a little break. Sometimes I take quite a while off, like a few weeks and I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I feel depressed again. Mm. It's crazy. There's the word again. It's wild how <laughs> much medication. Cause I truly treat it as a medicine. And yeah. that being said, I'm also doing it under the supervision of a psychiatrist and right. a therapist knows. So right. I am using it medically and it's fucking changed my life like that's great I can look at and then when you start talking about things like spiritual shit like connections and Mm -hmm. vibes and like energy reaching out to people there's definitely this like sort of like wishy-washy approach we could take to that but I feel like with microdosing it's almost like a new level of medication where it's like not your body anymore but it's your Mm. consciousness that it's treating interesting and I genuinely know for a fact that those things are real so like I can read people's energy and yeah. like we all can, yeah. It's actually getting us back to our like roots of human existence. Like your mm-hmm. intuition is always right. Yeah. Like, there's never been a moment in my life now looking back at it where I'm like, I was wrong. Yeah. No. Well, anything, even my ex. Like, Fuck. Well, even who my ex ended up with right after me, I questioned multiple times over. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was your mind that was questioning, though. Like, yeah. your mind is the playing of the game. Your mm-hmm. gut knows. Like, your, your heart, your intuition, wherever the center is for you, it knows. Like, yeah. And that's the hardest thing about, I think, especially, even just, like, actually being a woman. Like, when, when we have been gaslighted by society for mm-hmm. centuries to say that, like, our sensations and our feelings are wrong. Yeah. Over time, knowing that actually all of that was right, like how much further ahead will we be as a society? And well, it's like pretty bananas to think that, like you know, your intuition. I would say almost always is correct. Yeah, almost always. And we, yeah, have been taught like, oh, you, like, oh, you're just crazy. Like, you're just like, you're, you know, da da da. Like, truly, you're truly, literally crazy. Like, you're crazy. Like, oh, you want to go check through his phone because you think something's going on. You're crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. am I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? You're like, am I wrong? And it's funny because the actions that we would use to justify our sensations in our body and like they do pop up in your body. Mm-hmm. would be like checking phones and like culturally and socially we've just turned that into such a negative thing mm-hmm. like, that's disrespecting privacy but it does come down I think to like I love the notion of like a conscious partnership where if you're feeling like somebody's being deceitful with you that's all you have to say yeah. and like nobody can negate feeling like I'm feeling like something's going on here yeah I'd be like well you're wrong because yeah. that's gaslighting Mm-hmm. or if they say they'll change something and they don't that's manipulation mm-hmm. like starting to learn what those things actually look like mm-hmm. shift how you respect yourself and also how and when you let people into your life oh absolutely like, I'm, I'm going there's through, a reason I'm still single oh. there's a reason I'm not going out Same. money there's a reason absolutely. I don't want any of this it's not having high standards it's having strong intuition mm-hmm. and it's just knowing like this person won't suit me and yes. fuck, that's the majority of the cases for yeah. people. Like, yeah. So many people settle into comfort with partners and this happens in any gender, any sexual orientation. Like it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. I actually think almost more often just from what I've seen and experienced, like queer relationships are very trauma bonded. Like women mm, tend really? to like, yeah, because I, and this, I don't want to say that and like make that the fundamental truth about queerness because it's no but in your personal experience in my personal experience and just like the people I've seen but also that's because of who I've surrounded myself with maybe I don't know Mm -hmm. it's just like so hard to be vulnerable when you have society telling you so many things that are wrong with you totally like women really link like they they there's this expression in like the lesbian community called you hauling and it's where you basically move in with someone after the first date and like no joke that actually happens Mm. like people actually queer women actually you got y'all need to do better like don't just move in with this girl you met on tinder after a week because do you, you think, think you love that, her. that do you think that that, ha- that happens like and this is totally my naivety towards like the queer community do you think no, that happens because like when women or women identifying like mm-hmm. meet they you almost like like oh i need a roommate like and and like i like you <laughs> yeah, you know like what i mean like, like is it like a <laughs> it's like a friendship on top. Like, is it that? And then you like, hit lesbian that bed death. <laughs> and you and stop having sex. <laughs> lesbian bed death. That's not it's funny. Like, you end up being friends. I know it's fucked up, but That's this is the so thing. funny. Lesbian bed death. 
It's I love, so I'm, real. That might be one of my new favorite terms, to be honest. Like, I feel like everyone should just use that term because it's true. Bet but yes. I mean, I, I agree. I think it's like, it's safety. It's actually totally. what it is. Because women instantly, like, and women identify, queer people, folks, whatever. We're going to use general terms here because yeah. queerness is so broad. You find somebody and you just you're like so safe with them instantly mm-hmm. because you know that they've experienced the same level of oppression mm-hmm. as you. They've also probably experienced a lot of the similar like violence that you have, mm-hmm. um, whether that's verbal or physical, they understand basic awareness so well. Like it's actually really crazy. Oh God. I hate that. I'm still using that term. It's really funny to me that we don't talk about gender and sexuality in school because like it just, it almost enlightens you mm-hmm. to understand like the difference between like your body and your conscious mind. Right. And it really is almost a spiritual thing. Right. Well, I think that, I think that a poor, a part of that anyways, like mm-hmm. the reason that it's not spoken about more is because it's become such a huge topic. It is. And I think that there's, there's, it's, Like, I know for me, like, it's overwhelming at times. Like, and you also want to make sure that you're not offending people and like all those things. And like, that's why, you know, like for me, I really like having these conversations with you or with Kathleen or with Allie or people who Mm -hmm. I know aren't going to jump down my throat for saying the wrong thing or like asking a question because that, I think that's where people get stuck in all these conversations, whether it's around Fear, sex sure. work or the LGBTQ plus, like there's just yeah, like, race. we're adding letters, race. Yeah. Like it's just like, there's so much encompassing and you, you can understand for sure the, the frustration of answering those questions or, or, you know, like you, you know, people have had to go up against these stereotypes and these like things for forever, their whole lives. But mm-hmm. I think that it's almost put up like not, I don't know if wall is the right word, but like a defense mechanism where totally. it's hard for people to, who don't understand like myself, mm-hmm. not that I don't understand it, but I like, I obviously have tons to learn. And I think that's where Same. like people get caught up. Right. Is that like, you don't want to offend someone and people seem to be very easily offended. So those yeah. things coming together, like create kind of this monster where nobody will just like, nobody will just touch no it. No one's talking about it. Yeah. yeah. That's actually the biggest problem. And like, I I'm going to say for myself, like the biggest thing I have to learn right now is critical race theory. Like I need to understand race and ethnicity right now. That mm-hmm. to me is where I'm limited in my mindset and where I'm limited through like my own internalized isms, like Mm -hmm. my racisms growing up, my biases about race and like, or like different like ethnicities. And it's just really has to do with socialization. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's hard to say that even because I'm like, I would never judge somebody based on the color of their skin. But at the same time, you're growing up around all these really, truly racist like narratives in Canada, Absolutely. especially. So like, that's an example of it. And it's really hard for me to talk about that with people. Cause I don't want to like offend anyone yeah. but at the same time. Like I would rather just be the person that gets yelled at so that I could pass that along to my friends and yeah. be like, don't fuck up. Like I did. Yeah, absolutely. Like I did. And that's yeah. why like, I like having this platform specifically to have conversations mm-hmm. with people who don't have the same group as I do don't have the same 
like brain as me and, you know, Mm -hmm. lots of other people and which is a very stereotypical, (laughs) just like (laughs) white straight girl from the burbs. (laughs) I mean, I'm a fucking, but I'm a bit of a yeehaw, but like, you know what I mean? Like that, that's, I think that's a very, but I'm very, yeah, like I'm very open to learning and I, definitely, and I, but I have, you know, I'm surrounded by a bunch of yeehaws. So like if they can listen to it and be like, oh, like Kels was talking to her friend and, and, you know, like this is offensive or like whatever that may be. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, it's created a very, um, cool space for it. I feel like, but anyway, just around that grow. My favorite thing that I've learned is actually the term unlearning because I think that that really, um, plays into letting go of like shame and guilt totally. from the things that we've said or done and all of us have. Mm-hmm. And even like me going back to my childhood, like one of the common narratives with my friends in Saskatchewan was gay men are cool, but lesbians are gross. It was like this really? fear. I know it's so weird. That seems back backwards also. That, that seems backwards. backwards from how all of us <laughs> grew up <laughs> because cool too. well, I feel like that's ba- that's definitely backwards from how I grew up. Like, interesting. Lesbians are rad. We all want to watch the lesbians make out at parties. Like, you know, like all right. that yeah. shit. The fetish as opposed of to yeah, yeah. Very definitely, weird. very strange. Anyways. It's just what people's like perceived level of safety and comfort comes down to. Yeah, like I think, especially looking at things like the pandemic happening right now it's interesting to see where the blame gets put Mm. on who's spreading the illness Mm. it's sort of similar to the AIDS crisis in the Mm. 80s because the blame was really put on gay men and they were like definitely we're not going to negate this that community was affected the largest like there's there's a lot of missing voices in in history because of how many people died specifically gay men right yeah so but the like largest demographic right now, um, and this is something I was actually talking to a friend of mine about recently that makes up actually because I was in a gender studies class and a girl made a comment about how it's we need to do more AIDS education because gay men are still dying from this disease. And I think it was interesting to hear my professor say this and having done some research myself so I can confirm this, that's actually not the demographic that's affected anymore. The largest demographic in Canada affected by HIV AIDS is indigenous women in the sex work field. Hmm. So, (coughs) excuse me, not because, and this, this often actually just has to do with, this can definitely be related to colonialism, but um, it's about making sure that we're getting the facts straight. And also just like, not being afraid to talk about the reality that we're existing in right now. Um, and with gender and sexuality and race and ethnicity, like it's so important that we don't shy away from the hard truths. And like, I'm not going to get into it because you're going to talk about this with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's a reason that that's the reality right now. Mm-hmm. And the same thing comes down to things like, actually like being like I would say that the pride movement right now is really taking on this the fight towards equalizing or like just creating safety for transgendered folks yeah I agree because because you see every rainbow sidewalk has the mm -hmm. transgender flag also beside it yeah and that I feel like is very new yeah it is and then the black and brown stripe through it too now too yeah talk about race and intersectionality and that's where things like 
do intersectionality really matter? Right. Um, because it's it's uncomfortable. It's hard for people to talk about this, but totally. it's also just because it's so. It's almost like thin. This is why I love mushrooms. <laughs> this is why I love <laughs> you can get the fuck out of your body and out of your mind so that you can analyze it and like actually ask yourself like why do I think this about yeah. gender? Yeah. Why do I think this about my own gender? Yeah. Like I went through a pretty big couple months this year yeah. where I was like, I was dressing like very masculine. Yes, you are. And it was like really liberating, be- but also I did kind of feel like I was putting a performance on, but right. at the same time, like I was getting hit up aggressively in my DM. So I was Ooh. like, Holy shit, like the straight girls in Kelowna are curious, but I'm not about that. I'm not about it. I'm, I'm not, not going to go like, <laughs> no, it's not for me. Like I, I mean, uh, I was like briefly about it. I was briefly about it. Not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that statement. I had a great time. We had a great time. We all had a great time. But <laughs> the point being is that it's important for people to explore and like mm-hmm. um, allow like the fluidity of where their discomfort comes in to actually move through their bodies and be free. Like, yeah, I can pretty comfortably say like I will definitely fuck up a good outfit with some Vans jeans and like a beanie and that's like just that's just lesbian chic we're just gonna be honest like that's outing yourself you walk in public and that's outing yourself but (laughs) I don't know if that's exactly like my aesthetic that I'm totally comforted I love the clothes I wear like I love the stuff that I have in my closet and I'm I'm happy I've like redeveloped a relationship with it and the same thing comes I, I can't speak on on behalf of like people of color because that is their own experience and Mm -hmm. that's not something I like I'm not going to put braids in my hair and do that right like we should we shouldn't be doing that (laughs) we shouldn't be doing that I don't know I just I just think maybe not I just think maybe not I just think so Lindell's professional advice is do mushrooms and don't get dreads if you're white I don't know like that's a hot topic because so many people are using this like argument of oh well like the germans did it and i'm like the germans did a lot of things they did a lot of things with race and we, we maybe shouldn't be looking to historical germany for maybe not <laughs> advice about things anything yeah exactly totally and it's hard to talk about it because we are all uncomfortable with genocide and we are all uncomfortable with racism and we're all uncomfortable with slavery and we're all mm-hmm. uncomfortable with colonialism and we often a lot of people are really uncomfortable with sexuality really yeah. uncomfortable with gen- gender identity totally but like oh my god it's it's liberating to free yourself of the constructs of this like preconceived gender binary yeah and this even this applies to straight cisgendered women especially actually because I actually would say that within the constructs of society they're the ones like often targeted the most for how they look Mm. and marketed to the most aggressively Uh, absolutely so like like it, it makes up it's a consumerism thing at this point and I feel like if women like just started doing the fuck they want with their hair and their makeup and yeah. their clothes and not I think worrying we're, about I think who we're thinks they're there. attractive for sure. I think we're yeah. getting there. I I think, yeah, it's been a very interesting, like, I think year and a half. I think that's like been yeah. a lot of like what's come out of COVID is like definitely people are, I think like I can speak personally and I think a lot of people kind of had that same 
journey, if you will, of just like, what's actually important? What do we actually want to do? What do we actually, who do we want to be? Like all those things. Who do you actually want to be? Like the world could end tomorrow. (laughs) We could all be dead. I could get hit by a bus right now. That could happen. So I think that people are like very much more on the fuck it path. Fuck it. Fuck it. YOLO, YOLO, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck it and be a feminist. And I think too, like that's over the last, I'm so empathic when it comes to like taking on other people's energy, taking on the energy around me. If I watch too much of what's going on in Afghanistan, what's going on at Ferry Creek, like what's happening in Kelowna right now with all the COVID cases. Cause I know every nurse in that freaking hospital, I can't look at it all. I can't look at it all. Because it upsets me so genuinely. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm going to choose like one thing and we'll just start there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I start where, so, where people tell me that I made a mistake. It's easier. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, this hurt totally. Me oh, okay, sweet. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think sharing. too, and I think it's important that like everybody knows that like, it's okay. We can't all save the world. We're like, Mm-mm. it's okay. If that's over it, like it is, uh, the world is overwhelming right now. That's totally fine. Much so let's pick, let's pick one thing you're going to work on and let's work on that. <laughs> yeah. Global trauma, like Let, straight up. It's literally traumatizing. Plus you've been in literal flight or flight mode for the last year and a half. Definitely stressed about everything on, under the sun. Everything. So if you want to just listen to this podcast and there you learned probably five things. At least a few. At least. I think I learned something. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) I learned a lot about myself. (laughs) (laughs) We've been recording for an hour. She's like, I, this is my therapy this week. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Actually, I missed my therapy last week. So I'm just going to vent to you and and emotionally dump. I love it. And then That's we'll emotionally what... dump onto the rest of the planet. Yeah. On sorry. Spotify, at the Jack Shit Show. <laughs> yeah. At the Jack Shit Show. Please follow us on Instagram. Anyway. Please follow us. Please follow us on Instagram. Honestly, um, hey. I change my name on Instagram like every couple of months. I know you I do. It's such insane. a crippling identity crisis. But it's actually just because I'm like, Instagram is like a projection of the ego. So it doesn't yeah. matter. I know. I know. Friends are not I'm gonna... followers, baby. Oh, yeah. Spend some time offline, you know? Yeah. Spend a little time out there. Doesn't in the matter. World. Doesn't fucking matter. Oh, I get a lot of hate. Oh, do yes. you? Yes. Interesting. It's weird. And it's funny. I just have two inboxes now, like general. and But it's yeah. also because I picked a fight with a church here. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, Can we talk about this? I picked it. I chose it. I want it. I, cho- I woke <laughs> up and I chose violence because I was really upset. Yeah. Let's talk, talk about, about this. this chosen to battle a church in Kelowna. Let's talk about it. Praxis Church Kelowna. I'm going to list off the names of the pastors. Oh, okay. She's Josh really Duell. Choosing. We're honestly, no, fuck it. Their, their thing on there, um, actually they've blocked me on absolutely everything now. Okay. I don't even know if I can find them on the internet. He's a preacher at the church and they been there. I, I saw this on Instagram uh, going around a little bit and I was like, Wait, what is this? And then if you go to their website, I'm going.church.ca, huh? it has an interest. And this is a hot topic for you and me because both of us grew up really religious, mm-hmm. but we're also like really 
I would say feminist and also like really woke. <laughs> we try our best to be. We try our we best. We try our best to be. Because you know what? Jesus loves everybody. He does Jesus not pick and choose. With sex workers, drug yeah. dealers, and murderers. He, he literally doesn't pick and choose. So if that's the battle also, you want to pick, that that's not the one to pick. I just want to know what white dude with long blonde hair was roaming around the Middle East 2000 years ago. Cause like, <laughs> no, oh. they have this interest. Okay. We're going back to this because I yeah. really, okay. Let's so if you the- go to their thing on their website, okay. There's a part of it that says sexuality, marriage, and the Christian home. Okay. And in this little doctrine write up that they have, it says, we believe that divorce, adultery, homosexuality, constitute a violation of God's intention for marriage and sexuality as laid out in the Holy Bible. We do not condone same-sex marriage or homosexual lifestyles. And additionally, we believe that God has created men and women as two distinct sexual beings. So that's actually a transphobic comment. Mm -hmm. Any discrepancy between one's biological sex and gender identity is due to the effects of sin in the world. God bless. (laughs) Right? God bless you, Josh Duell. God Hit bless. Hit me up, Daddy. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. I DM all of them. I DM'd all of them. And I said, and hey, said, do you want to have a civil conversation? Yeah. And they blocked me. But cool fun fact about my grandpa, Grandpa Jack. We're going to give him a shout out on the Jack shit show. Grandpa Jack. His pastor is a lesbian feminist. 100%. My, I, so, do you know how many people I know that are like on the scale of in the rainbow mafia in the fucking rainbow mafia love that term. <laughs> me too it's one of my faves um uh, it's so much easier than remembering all the letters i'm sorry so to all the letters of the ma- rainbow mafia but it's so much easier the rainbow alphabet the, or the alphabet mafia that's the other one the alphabet the alphabet mafia. mafia that's the best one love it's so but good. do you know how many people like i know that like believe in God and are Christian or identify as some other religion. Like you literally can't anyways, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother church versus. But that's different. Like just, it's, you can have any belief you want in your body, in your soul, whatever. mm -hmm. I don't care what you do with yourself and in your closed doors. Totally. But that's the, I think, I think statements like that and, and comments like that and Again, we both grew up incredibly religious households. My yeah. and honestly, my parents would probably, and so would my brother-in-law, so well versed in the Bible, they could go to that church and battle that guy till the death. Exactly. And be like, this is what I'm saying. This and that's what it is. That's not in the Bible. No, and not, not only is it not in the Bible, but also like you're like I have no issue with like God whatever anyone wants to believe in what i take issue with now is organized religion because it is yeah, same it because it's it's like y- you don't get to say like it's the same thing it's the same idea as if if i texted you a paragraph you would probably read that one way and i would mean it another way because it's Definitely. a fucking piece of paper in front of you not you don't get the infliction you don't get like all those things you don't you don't you're not listening to how somebody's saying it so I think yeah taking the bible and then living by it word for word directly well people no one can live if you are doing that like literally no one can live like you can sell your daughter for slavery and you can 
like murder someone for working on Sundays. And like, it's just like, exactly. It's grow up, just grow up. This is also what the pastor, like her name's Ivy. She is phenomenal. We've had a zoom meeting about it because we're Mm -hmm. actually going to do a panel with her and her partner. We're both pastors to talk about sexuality and religion and how they intersect. And eventually when COVID's like, cause I want to do it in person in a church. Cause I think yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Like looking at it objectively, sin in Latin means to go without. It means to go without greed, to go without lust, to go without pride, which hot, hot take. Cause you know, we have pride here, but I mean, like this doesn't, this isn't religion. This is power. This is a power structure rooted in patriarchy. And it's something that has been used to control and divide. Mm-hmm society forever yeah and And not only that but straight up violent well and not only that but most churches not all like let's not Mm -hmm. go westboro baptist church here but most churches are inclusive and welcoming of anyone who wants to go into them exactly so and he funny enough this guy and this the best part about this is they were like messaging me uh, they had a bunch of different people reaching out to me dming me like asking me for like oh you should send me that video you posted about like how you want to like debate the church is what they said which is not ex- i said i'd like to engage in a friendly conversation yeah and i would I, like that can be a debate but this fundamentally I don't I said this on my Instagram I don't debate human rights that's not a debate for me yeah someone's right to love whoever they want is a human right yeah like love and water and food right we need yeah. those things to survive we need connection you can't be telling people who to have in their life and who to love and you also can't be telling people what to do with their bodies and you know what it's so funny because this is full circle because now everyone that's like in the anti-vax and department of whatever like as this is a hard thing to talk about but like women have been dealing with this narrative for centuries where they've been the ones solely responsible for birth control Mm. they've been the ones solely responsible for the aftermath of an abortion Mm -hmm. they've been the ones solely responsible to outsource an abortion often illegally Mm -hmm. or like under the fucking basement literally Mm -hmm. they they've been the ones responsible for dealing with the child so how dare you come into a society that's like Kelowna, who's growing and becoming more progressive and inclusive and tell anybody what their gender identity and biological sex correlation is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. Same thing goes for like the people that are feeling super triggered about getting told to have a vaccine. It's like, well, can I just like objectively look at the demographic of people who are feeling this way? It's kind of like in my experience hasn't been, um, I don't even want to call out people specifically based off of gender and race, Mm -mm. but we're going to talk about it because I feel like often it's been like a lot of white cisgendered men that are really Mm -hmm. upset about it. And it's like, it's funny how when someone tells you what to do with your body, Mm -hmm. you are really upset. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Yeah. We've just come to this point where I'm like, I'm do, do whatever you want. Like I want to travel and I want to see my grandpa. So I'm vaxxed and like waxed and ready to go. Like, (laughs) ready but uh, i'm not gonna not be friends with someone if they choose not to get vaccinated no neither I'm am like, i i, th- I just think don't. for me what oh, i try i've i'm really trying that's when i'm really trying to stay out of it's personally hard. only because i feel like 
I am overwhelmed by how many people are like on specifically like my Instagram are Mm -hmm. posting about it one way or the other. I'm incredibly overwhelmed by that because I agree more with one side than the other, but I also don't give a shit. If you don't want to get vaxxed, don't get vaxxed. If you want to get vaxxed, get vaxxed. But, but like, do your part in stopping. Do the your part. Of this virus. Don't go. Like, don't be going don't to house go parties. share yeah. a fucking rolled up hundy to snort cocaine off the back of a public yeah. toilet Come seat, on. and then complain because you, you're being told to get vaccinated. Like I've literally watched the people who are the most for me personally. And God, yeah. I I love these people regardless. I love you totally. regardless. If you hear this, I love you regardless. Mm-hmm. The people on my personal side of the internet are who are the most vocal about being anti-vax i've fucking watched you do so many drugs pass around the same fucking rolled up 20 <laughs> like shut the yeah. fuck up if you don't want to get a vaccine don't get a vaccine but yeah, don't but then fucking by your own but then yeah like don't yeah. fuck just fuck off like i don't fucking care like you've literally done ketamine that's for horses do you know what's in that yeah i exactly. don't like, it's also just like so funny that they're like, we don't trust Bill Gates, and they're saying it over the internet, which oh he Oh my god, just like, shut the fuck <laughs> like, like he, this guy is so smart, he invented another dimension. We're speaking over a computer yeah, like, because he created up, another dude. reality. This guy is a genius. Yeah, he's a billionaire, he's a greedy piece of shit. He can piss in a bottle in the state in the space for all that I yeah. care. But like honestly, coming like down to it, he knows what he's doing. I don't really care if this was planned. We're already being controlled through media and through yeah, capitalism. like I, and that's so like, another thing is, is like just do another not component think, to do this. You, not th- you literally carry around a fucking tracking device in your pocket twenty four seven. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot. Sit the fuck down. Don't Sit get vexed. I don't give a shit. But don't, don't fucking get start preaching all over the internet that it's yeah, a planned conspiracy truth. theory and everyone's dying. Like no one's fu- fuck off. I'm just gonna sit back with my double vax Same. and let. COVID do its thing because honestly at this point like wearing a mask going out not being stupid and getting my vaccines I'm happy with that I don't care what you choose to do with your body and as a woman who's been told what to do with her body my whole entire life life, yeah I will never do that to you (laughs) no neither but you know what I have learned through that is I trust my intuition and my yeah. intuition is telling me that the Delta variant is ter- going to turn to the gamma variant. And then yeah. we're going to be fucking it's in our houses for the next five years. Going. Exactly. And you're just going to be snorting cocaine alone. Yeah. Do your fucking lines alone. I don't give a shit. And that's Do just literally alone. what it comes down to. I just, I love I love my friends very much. Some of yeah. these people who are doing this are very, my very good friends. Very great. good friends. That's nice. That's great for them. Love you to pieces. Please stop totally. fucking. You're stressing me out. I will say this. That I'm just going to close us off with this. If anyone's yeah. listening to this that's planning on attending the protest at the hospital in Kelowna. <gasps> no. Do you, have you not heard about this? I know, but like, oh. If, if, nobody. if you are listening to this and you plan on attending that protest, you can truly go fuck yourself. Do not ever listen to this podcast again. Yeah, Get the fuck no off my friends. shit. Get the fuck off my shit. Yeah. No, 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 no. You don't get to go and protest to the nurses and doctors. Whether you think they're right or wrong, they're doing their job. They will, yeah. They've probably fucking bandaged half of you up over your the course of your life. 
you don't because get you to go off the roof after doing too many drugs. Yeah, like you don't <laughs> get to go fucking shotgun white claws on the lake all day and then get your fucking yeah. leg caught in a propeller and then go pro- like protest the people that are fucking in there for like 24 hours a, uh, a week, a week, a day. They're like in there Literally. like fucking their shifts are insane. They're there every day. Don't you dare touch on my, Don't you on dare get over to that hospital. If no, I was a home, lot of my really good friends are nurses and doctors. And same. Like, they, uh, it's a, they like you go to school for more than anything for ethics and for your moral compass. Like yeah, you because you can't, you don't people. get to see. Have you people never watched Grey's Anatomy? They're fucking saving murderers and rapists on there because they have to because it's their fucking job yeah. is to save a human life, no matter what fucking form of life that is. Don't be a scuzzy one and go fucking protest them. I would, oh, if I was at home, I would. That is the cause ego a at its finest. A They're fucking so ruckus. afraid of their own identity being like threatened mm-hmm. that they're protesting something that they haven't even put in their body. Yeah, I'm like, fuck what off. are you talking about? Do you even know what you're talking about? Why are you outside of a hospital screaming about nothing that's happened to you, bro? If I was there, I would be. I would get arrested that day for fucking, I would be losing oh, my I shit. am highly, highly arrestable. Do you think that it's illegal <laughs> to drive by and silly string people? I bet you it's not. Mm, I bet you it's less illegal than protesting outside of a hospital. Yeah, guaranteed. If anyone's listening to this, I didn't tell you to do this, but I think you should. I'm going to Google it right now if it's illegal. Is it See, good for you for checking your sources. to silly string <laughs> protesters? Is it legal to spray a stranger? Okay, it's, it's an urgent thread on Reddit right now. I think spitting <laughs> Hello, on somebody is considered if assault. If there were, say, two to three protesters in front of both an LGBTQ plus center and the evolutionary biology department at, say, an open college campus <laughs> protesting about how everyone is a sinner and how evolution is a lie, what's the legality of spraying them with silly string? If not them, what is the legality of spraying just their signs with silly string. For example, right. if sim- if one simply, this person is in my brain. If, for example, if one simply walked up to them and sprayed their signs before running into a building, would there be serious legal repercussions from the protesters asking for a friend? Oh, somebody says it can be, it can be seen as assault. That's what I thought. Silly string. You know what? Anyone protesting outside a hospital for a vaccine they haven't even gotten, it deserves it. Go silly string. I, I mean, if you're open to being arrested for assault, technically, That's I say rough. you. But also, it's on a fucking main drag. Just drive by them, people. Yeah, roll some coal, baby. I literally said that to Dawn the other day. She was like, she posted that it was happening. I was like, oh, I wish I was there to roll coal. She's like, what does that mean? I wish I, I had like, Ford still. <laughs> I was and I used to do that to the abortion protesters yeah. every I know. Week. I always drove behind you guys. I was like, in my little car. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we used to we used to roll call on the abortion <laughs> protesters literally every week, and I would encourage anyone in Kelowna who has a coal rollable vehicle to do the coal same roll. potentially this week. I think that's the way to go. This is where we unite, <laughs> unite the people. The Alberta boys are gonna fucking go, just go, just go. 
I Dude, swear to God, part of me that's still so confused because like, I'm so <laughs> feminist and I'm so queer, but like sometimes an Alberta boy in a truck, I'm like, you're still hot to me. I oh, can't yeah. handle it. <laughs> neither. Fucking neither. I can't I just, handle it fuck, at all. Like, come on, get out of here. Get Stop out of here with your big old truck. Stop get out of here. I love you. Stop <laughs> Hello, I love you. Stop it, please. <laughs> I'll probably oh. stress you out more than it's uh-huh. worth, but. <laughs> but it'll be worth it. But it'll be worth it. At least good content for the fucking pod, baby. Good content for the pod. I don't I'm even sure. know what I said. I'm I'm just embra- you, did you black embracing out? myself for the fucking plethora of messages. You know what? I'm gonna just delete my Instagram right now. Okay, do it. <laughs> well, not till don't do it till later. Oh god, I won't do it. I've done um, it too many times. Okay, final question. Okay. Men are women better at sex? Oh my God, that's so unfair to the men. And there you have it, ladies and ladies. Uh, sorry, boys. <laughs> if sorry. you ever need a question answered, go find your nearest lesbian, boys. True. Actually, honestly, there can, can be. I tell you there should be like a, a full on like connection we build like together. Like a pen pal? Because, like a pen pal? Like thing? sort of a pen pal. Be like, hey, foreplay is all play, basically. I remember when I met. Dive down. When I met a lesbian couple and he was literally with them the entire night asking questions. I was like, I they love, love you. to take on. I they love to, they, they really love to embrace the lost. Agro, oh, that boy was, that boy was not lost, but man. he really helped. He really re- learned a couple things. I was like, he learned a couple things. God bless you. I will say that about my ex. I do miss that sex a lot. Best of my life. That's fair. <sighs> very unfair. It's very unfair because now I won't touch him with the 10 foot pole asshole yeah that's honestly also fair (laughs) (laughs) thanks for doing this with me oh thanks for having me love you i love you too i'm just gonna come out to berta yeah come visit i feel like driving some trucks and lighting some shit on fire oh hell yeah not right now fire not right now winter respectfully respect respectfully fire season but after fire season hell yeah we'll go fucking burn out some donuts on my truck and Light some shit on fire. Shoot some guns. 100%. And also just cry and talk about our feelings. It's a healthy balance for us. (laughs) It's a pretty normal weekend with us, to be honest. Sounds like a pretty normal (laughs) Sunday. (laughs) Sounds like a pretty normal us. It sounds like our friendship, period. (laughs) Literally. You want to go shoot shit and then cry about it after? Yeah. Absolutely. It's therapy. Jack Daniels therapy. (laughs) Love it. Okay. (sighs) And that's it. And that's all she wrote. Um, I would just like to make it clear that Lyndall and I are very zen people now, okay? <laughs> Reliving memories of us having parties and <laughs> screaming at people is in the past, okay? It's in the past. But hey, what kind of a friend would I be if I didn't tell you the good, the good stories, you know? Um, I'm going to post a couple of, a couple of playlists for you today. Um... So that you can dance it out, be zen, be chill. Just we're really trying to bring the vibe of the whole planet Earth back up with our tiny little family of (laughs) shitheads. Um, I want to know what you want to add to this list. I want to know what song would wake you up from a coma. I want to know what good things happened to you this week. I want to know what you what nice things you've done for other people. 
we're ignoring and moving on from the bad vibes, okay? Also, just so you know, if you're on the witchy woo-woo path with me, don't panic because um, there's a great explanation for everything and it is that seven planets are in retrograde right now. So everything's going to pass. Everything's going to be fine. Mercury's in Gatorade right now, but like it's going to be good. Um, anyways, you don't know jack shit. I don't know jack shit. Can anyone really know jack shit in this freaking climate? How are we supposed to live, love, laugh out here when it's like this? Just please remember that everybody knows that they think they know, but they don't really know. And so nobody actually really knows. And so it's okay to disagree with your neighbor, your friends, your family, and still love the heck out of them. That's all for me this week. Please drink your water. Please ignore the news. Please do something nice for someone. I love you so damn much. And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. No, but seriously, I know you guys think I'm always fucking kidding about this, but I'm not. If you are stressing, if you are depressing, Kelsey, shut the fuck up. Go dance, okay? I'm going to give you my three favorite right now. My three favorite. Gimme, 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 A Man After Midnight by ABBA. That shit will fire you up no matter what year you were born okay boss bitch a classic if you were around for 10 a.m dance parties 10 a.m dance party re re up it boss bitch doja cat that shit will send you and let's go for a classic male female whatever you identify as i don't care if you identify as a squirrel any man of mine shania twain i will kick a door down. Go dance it out. I love you for real. Goodbye.